So, uh, hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Skids Up RC Heli Podcast. And Happy New Year. This is the first episode that we're doing for the new year, 2020. And uh, today, for the first time in a while, we have the whole crew on the line. So, Scott, welcome back, man. Good to have you. Thank um, you. I'm glad definitely to be here. looking forward to hearing what you've been up to for the last couple months. Um, I will get things kicked off. It's been, uh, let's see, it's been about three weeks since we, four weeks since we recorded. I took two weeks off from work um, over the holidays, and I spent roughly 92% of that time sick as a dog with the type A flu, which was a bitch. Um, you know, I thought I'd gotten the flu before. Uh, turns out I had never gotten the flu, and it was just a cold, because uh, this almost killed me, and I can see why the flu can kill people, because holy crap. I battled that thing for like two weeks. So unfortunately, I didn't get a whole lot done. I didn't really get to enjoy my vacation, but I didn't have to do a whole lot of work. Um, on the heli front, I I think I mentioned last time that I got the airframe finished for the Oxy-5. And uh, over the holidays, I got some uh, some of the parts and some of the electronics in that I'd ordered. Uh, uh, after talking with you guys, I went with the uh, Scorpion Tribunus uh, for the ESC and another Scorpion motor. Uh, and then Atta I boy. <laughs> so this will be my first Scorpion, first Scorpion ESC. I'm excited about that. Oh, you make me so proud. Oh, I'm uh, so proud of you. Right? <laughs> it's sitting in the box right here. Uh, I was thinking oh, about that's it, all putting it together. Little by little. I know I've been building oh. this thing for like two months now. So, um, And then I got to like a kick-ass deal, like a crackhead deal, if you will, on some Torx servos from a friend of mine, um, or Torque servos. So uh, they weren't my first choice, but they were almost free. So I'm going to use those and see how they see how they work. It's the um, the full size brushless ones. Uh, I don't really know anything about them other than the fact that I didn't pay very much money for them. So that'll probably be my weekend. I think I'm going to try to have the uh, the Oxy Five up and running. The weather's been so nice that I feel like I could I could go maiden it. You know, like this weekend or something like that. It was like 60 degrees today. So definitely looking forward to that uh that's pretty much it for me though that's uh that takes care of the last uh last month um who's next javier you take it up i'll follow up to you okay or, all right you guys i'll go so, last i'll go last okay okay all right so uh well i actually <laughs> it's it's funny because i've been i've been um thinking about you know uh, the show notes and what to put and it feels like forever you know because the first time that i wrote the show notes that i flew you know recently i just start counting back and it's been like a long time ago since i flew um but i i actually managed to get some what i would call uh winter in the fall days um it was it was probably the 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 the, the last nice day uh of 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 winter uh, that i was able to fly i flew the entire fleet uh, so that was that was pretty good, um, you know, uh, because I was, uh, as as you guys know, you know, I, I sent you some pictures of, you know, the single digit temperatures that we had over here. And then we had a day where it was like in the, you know, mid 50s or something, which was, which is insane for Wisconsin that time of year. Um, so that was that was pretty nice. So I I went out and I flew and it was it was awesome. Now I'm again back to my hibernation. Where I'm just uh, a um, a keyboard warrior or a sim warrior, where that's that's all I'm doing. Um, however, I did get um, an update on the body on the body 420 project, as I call it, which uh, is nearly complete. Actually, I'm looking at it. Uh, it looks pretty nice. Um, it was 
you know, it was a long time in waiting for SAB. Of course, as you know, uh, when they release a new model, they basically, you know, use all their machines to build all the parts for the actual kits that they're going to sell. And then they start running batches for the spare parts. So it was, uh, it was a long time waiting for the body to be released, then for the body to be shipped, then the, for the parts to be built, and then for the parts to be shipped, then for the parts to be available, and then for they actually to be here. So long story short, the, uh, the body 420 is uh, practically fully assembled. Um, however, I do have one big uh, issue that I didn't take into consideration, um, and that's my fault. Um, I thought that the canopy would be compatible basically just by modding it. I thought that uh, I could just, uh, you know, make some Dremel cuts on the bottom of the canopy and probably um, drill some new holes for the distance of the canopy, of the canopy screws. But that's not the case. The, the body frame is much bigger than I anticipated. Um, it's taller and it's because the ESCs on the front the uh, canopy is actually massive. So I need to buy the canopy. Um, I did mod my, my 380 canopy unsuccessfully. So now um, I really don't like to fly without a canopy. Um, I want to have, you know, the full heli. And, you know, I have time. I have time from here until I can actually fly. So I will be able to, you know, save up to buy the canopy and also to buy uh, the parts for my 380. Because what I did is that my poor 380 was cannibalized. Um, I, uh, I realized when I was building the, the body 420 that I had some, basically I thought I had all the spares to be able to rebuild it, to basically rebuild both. Because uh, this comes after uh, a crash that I had a long time ago on the, on, on the 380. So um, I have a ton of, of spare parts. So I thought out of spares, I could basically just build the body, buy the new parts and have both helis. But some of the spares that I had, I didn't check properly and they were damaged. So I could not actually build both. So I had to cannibalize the 380 in order to make the body 420 uh, fully assembled. So now I have to buy the canopy and a few parts that I identified that I'm missing, including, sadly, the... Um, Uh, the swash plate, which is a very high cost item, which I definitely found that I have two spare swash plates that are going to have to go to, into the trash because the, uh, the bearing is actually all notchy. So I'm going to have to buy a new one. So I have to, you know, get a few more parts to be able to, um, to be, to rebuild the 380. So I'm going to wait, uh, you know, to, to save up for the canopy and the parts that I need for the 380. So it's going to take me a while. Um, but as I said, I'm, I'm in no hurry. You know, uh, we are in single digit temperatures again today. So it's going to be a while until I can actually get out to, uh, to fly. Um, the only thing that, I don't know, it, it, it is good, but it also kind of bumps me out that um, I feel like I'm progressing a lot on my sim flying. Um, I'm doing, uh, you know, funnels in, uh, tail down funnels in both directions. Um, disc in, disc out, and I'm doing uh, also nose down funnels. Um, I'm starting to do that kind of like smack, uh, you know, just flipping the heli and driving it inverted and upright towards the ground and then stopping it and getting it back and rotating it, you know, that, doing that kind of, of smack. 
Um, so I'm starting to do a lot more things, feeling a lot more comfortable, but it's all on the sim. Um, so that's, I mean, I feel like I'm progressing a lot, but uh, it kind of bumps me out that I, you know, I cannot test that progression on my, on my real life helis. But at least I'll be ready, uh, hopefully, uh, because I still see that there's a few items that I need to work on. So um, hopefully I can manage to work on that muscle memory to get it very, very good so that when I move it to the real heli, it doesn't take me that long to start get it, you know, flying that way, hopefully. I can, I can only hope because it, it feels really good and, and looks really good on the sim, but I don't know if it will hold up on real life or not. I, I always say that, you know, like I was like, man, I'm so good in the sim. And then the second that I take it out, it's like, oh shit, yes. I'm not good. Yeah, I'm not yeah good. that's bad. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know, I, I, that, that's, that's frustrating sometimes. But, you know, I feel that I, like at this point, um, I feel that if my helis were, um, I don't know, three quarters as precise as the helis that I have on the sim, or well, let's not say precise, let's say predictable. You know, if they were so well-tuned that they would be completely predictable like they are on the sim, I could very easily move that way. Um, you know, I know that it's still a big hurdle to pass over in your mind that, you know, you're going to crash it. Um, and, you know, on real life versus the sim. But I've, I've gotten to a point where I think that if I fly not as low as I fly on the sim, I, I have a very high chance of recovering the heli. Uh, because of what I've been practicing, you know, stuff in all orientations. So um, I'm very confident that if, if the heli were, uh, you know, as predictable as it is on the sim, um, it would be, you know, much better. So I'm going to focus a lot next season on uh, learning more tuning and uh, potentially changing fly barless system to be able to explore that and uh, see if I can, if I can manage to close that gap and Hopefully that will get me to actually, you know, close that that huge chasm right now between my sim flying and my real life flying. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll keep you guys posted. Well, hey. Also, speaking of simming, um, Javier, do you want to give our listeners a sneak peek about what's to come in the next couple episodes? Yes. Yes. A small teaser. We have a we have a couple not not one but a couple of episodes uh, dedicated to simming with very very special guests. I think that um, the the listeners will be very very pleased. Um, they will they will instantly recognize if they don't recognize the names at first they will recognize definitely you know uh, what there are behind. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the next uh, two episodes that are going to be dedicated on simming and because this is a teaser we cannot say anything more i'm excited just thinking about I it i can't wait all right well thanks javier <laughs> all right so frank yeah frank what have you been up to man dude so it's been crazy um so since our last episode i i've been to the winter bash it was it was really really awesome even though i missed most of saturday because you know just to say i did, I put it, I did a good job Friday night party, but yes. Um, but the event was awesome. I had a lot of fun. It, it, it goes, doesn't happen a year that you don't get some drama and we got some really good drama this year out of it. I cracked up a lot and I laughed a little bit, even got involved a little bit on it, but, um, but yeah, it wouldn't be a photo phone file unless there was some drama involved with it and in the hangout, which was really, really cool. Like always. And I say this as sarcastically as I possibly can. Um, 
So as far as the event goes, saw some great flying. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, teammates and friends of mine, which is always good. Uh, I put in my 570 on Sunday, which broke my heart, but it was back flying a week later, so I'm okay with that. Uh, a lot of work, just constantly putting in work. Um, been flying it, actually been flying a lot for having so much work. I've been uh, Christmas Day in the afternoon and then New Year's Day. I got to fly both those days on top of my usual Sunday flying. Uh, I'm actually building a helicopter for a buddy of mine who um, just not a really good builder. Um, building him a Kraken, so that's pretty interesting. Building my second Kraken. It's funny when you get them, you get like a pre-production model or, or like the first version to like the second version. A lot of the things are already worked out and it so, goes so much easier on the build. Um, and getting, getting ready for another year of flying, essentially. So um, about the uh, the differences between, we know, the older and the, the latest model of, uh, of Kraken, what would you say were the the biggest things that have changed in the last few months? Well, the biggest one that I, that I recommend, and they're still kind of, and they're still coming out with different versions of it. It's the, the fly barless mount, uh, because of the new, um, head. It's just, it's a very rigid head. So, and also being an internal transmission, there's a lot of, there's been cases where people have had vibration issues with certain fly barless systems. Um, I had a little bit of it, but then I swapped out to a different fly barless mount and it went away like instantly. It made a huge difference in it for me. And even though I had the chance, the problems with it, I really didn't have, didn't affect my flying at all. I just saw it on my log and decided to change it. Um, because at the first one, they had a piece that bolted to the transmission plate and it was carbon fiber. So they adjusted it so it kind of, so the new one is a metal plate that hangs between two carbon fiber plates that hang off the off the frames and that kind of changes the harmonics of it so it made it made a huge difference for me i'm really happy about it um but that's the only thing that really stuck out to people um and it's, it's funny building a helicopter for another person you're a lot more like cognizant of the things that you, you would let you would let slide if it was your own because you're like, ah, I don't need to worry about that. That's not going to bother me that much. But I'm like, oh, oh this is for somebody else. I got to make sure, you know, I, I, I bolt that in instead of just throw a zip tie on. Like, I never bolt in my ESCs. I just zip tie them and call it a day. And I was like, oh, well, this one I'll bolt in because he, he got a hobby wing for it. So they have the mounting holes. I'm like, oh, okay, let me do that for it instead of just uh, taking the easy way out like I usually do when it comes to my builds. Um, not you know just good enough you know uh perfect's the enemy of done i would i would say so but yeah things coming along he's actually buying some um he's we're working on a few things sorry so i can get it completed for him and other than that uh that's about it scotty you want to jump i haven't been doing anything interesting just saying of a lot of work you know i'm in the i'm in the i'm in the retail side of industry so you know, we, we work a lot, uh, a whole lot. So I hadn't flown a whole lot. You know, the, the, uh, the weather's been on and off here. But I mean, like today it was nice. It was 68 degrees, I believe. But I mean, this weekend's supposed to be crap. 
Uh, so I don't foresee me flying this weekend, but, uh, I got a few little custom projects I'm working on. I'm waiting on hopefully, uh, next, uh, in the next week or so, get a few more pieces back from a, um, from a custom place. And, uh, I'll have some pictures of that hopefully soon. Um, a few more things in the, in the pipeline, a couple more builds coming up. But uh, I haven't been doing any any events. I'm ready for Cajun. It's coming up in uh, in March. Hear that, Frank? Yeah, I'm I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. I got <laughs> I got the I, so far. I have I have I have Angel and Jer, uh, Jared saying they're gonna come. They're gonna go. Up, we're gonna drive up together. Nice. So we're, we'll we'll take some people up there. Nice. Um, yeah, Angel just got uh, just joined a miniature air team. He did. Yep. Yeah, he's very excited about that and. Me and Jared are still, you know, finance it be so. Looking well, forward cool. to going over there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, kind of my my tentative plan right now is I'm going on Thursday morning. I'm bringing. I'm gonna bring my uh, camper and my you know the big trailer, and yeah. it's about an hour and a half from me. So I'll go. Yeah, I'll go bring the camper, go set it up, and then go back home. Uh, I'm probably gonna set the camper up maybe Wednesday night, something like that. Cool. Um, that way it's all you know it's all there, and then. I don't know. I'll, I'll just shuffle it back and forth, but, awesome. uh, that's, that's yeah, we the plan. We were talking about driving, starting driving, uh, cause I'm the further South. I'll, I'll be the first one driving. So I'm going to drive up to, uh, to angels and then from angels we'll drive up to Gainesville and jump in with Jared and go across from Gainesville to, um, to the fun fly. Nice. So I think it's like looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Yes. I got, I got a, uh, I, I've been working with, uh, Hamish out of Australia. Cool. I think, uh, I think he's kind of, he's trying, let's put that. He's kind of the, he's working through it, uh, to get here. I think that'd be neat if, if he shows up. Oh, that'd uh, be awesome. So he's, he's a cool dude, man. I mean, he and I hit it off at, uh, at Urcha and, uh, we've been, been friends ever since it's he's a cool dude. Dude, he gave me a huge like tutorial on how to like pack my helis when I went to Virginia. He's like, "Look, you want to get this case and buy this stuff." Like he told me exactly where to get and everything, and it was a huge help for me. And yeah. before that, before that, I think I talked to the, I, I might have commented on the guy's post once or twice, but the minute I said, "Hey, I need help with this," he came he came running in like, "I got you, man. This is what you need." <laughs> and, and he was awesome, awesome dude. Yeah. You need to modify those instructions slightly so you don't get uh, assaulted by the TSA next time. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that was the battery. That, that was, I was in my carry on, not in my, uh, in, in my check bag. But no, other than that, man, I haven't, been, I haven't done a whole lot, unfortunately. You know, it's, I think right now I'm in that, uh, that lull where I really, I don't, I'm not going to say I don't desire to mess with it. Just it's one of the things I have other things that I want to get done. And but it's it's coming back when the weather straightens out 100% here, and you know when get a get a few weeks uh, weekends of fly, good flying in, it'll it'll come back. Then start hitting some events. That's I enjoy events. Yeah, man, they're awesome. Even if you, it's funny because some of my friends are like, oh, you know, like I'm paying, I'm going to Urcha this year. They're like, dude, you're not even gonna fly. You're gonna spend most of your time just hanging out with people. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But I try to get my flights in. That's I always try to be on top of that but he's like yeah look this is not a helicopter event it's a social event yeah so just get uh, that. i mean it's gotten to the point sometimes i don't even know why i bring my my stuff to fly 
because I never fly. I, I'm talking. I'm you know I'm hanging out. I'm just going there for the Cajun food. So there'll be plenty of that. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I, I'm that's. Oh. Yeah, this uh, fortuitously aligns with my kids' spring break, so I'm still planning on driving down to New Orleans to drop my uh, drop my family off so they can hang out with their family or my in-laws, and then heading out and hanging out with you guys. Well, good. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good time, that's for sure. I need to get on there and find out, uh, talk to the guys that run it, the CD and all that, and find make see, you know, make sure everything's in in line and he's got all his stuff because I know. What, two years ago, whatever, they pushed it really hard, man. It was a lot of people. It was a whole lot of people that showed up. So I haven't seen a whole lot about it yet this year, uh, but I imagine it's coming. They they kind of wait. You know, Scott, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the um, – it's not ne- not necessarily a, a topic of motivation, but this, like you said, you know, you don't want to deal – you just don't really feel like dealing with it at the moment because I'm feeling kind of the same way. Like I was gung-ho and then I got just slammed by uh, by the flu and I was knee-deep in programming all this new stuff and now I just – like I, I left it halfway done and I know that it's going to take, you know, some dedicated effort to get my head back into this, that space and I just – I just don't want to deal with it, but I know that it's worth the effort because I'm going to be super happy with myself once it's done. I just don't want to get started. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I go through the same thing. Every couple of years I, I hit that wall and it, like I said, yeah, I'll do it. I, I won't mess with it for a little while. I mean, you know, uh, the, during the winter months here, we, I try and hunt and fish quite a bit. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like I said, I I feel it coming back, you know, especially whenever my, I'm going to just say my custom guy um, texted me the other day and said he's almost done, which I'm like, yes, now we got some, I got something to work on. You know, I got a lot to work on. Don't get me wrong, but this is going to be a little bit better, a little bit different. Should hopefully cause a little bit of a buzz. It's nothing outrageous, but a little bit of a buzz, you know, when I post up some pictures. Okay. So it's a secret. A little bit. I mean, nice. nothing, nothing, like I said, nothing outrageous. Can't wait to it's see just, it. it's com- it's going to be different. Full-size Chinook. One-quarter scale. <laughs> <laughs> coming That's from what I'm thinking. You, you've got to, you so. set the bar high here, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, and then, of course, my, the, my buddy here that fly, I fly with, he's like, dude, we got to get that other – because uh, I think I've mentioned it in the past. I, I got a like a one-off project I got from a guy out of Germany. And I have all the pieces and one of them's about three quarters away done. And so, but it's a, it's a one-off deal. It's, there's no, there's no manual, there's no parts, there's no nothing. And I've been put, I've been putting that on the back burner a little bit. And, uh, he, he told me last week, he was like, you have to have it done by Cajun. We, you have to have it ready. I'm like, yeah, I need to, I got a little time, but it's just, you know, whenever you build in something like that, there's, you can't just, go look for pictures and try and figure out a reference of this, you know, of different things. Cause this is the only one that exists. So you just got to figure it out. And it takes a lot of time to do that. All right. Well now you have to, now you have to have it done by Cajun. Cause I definitely want to yeah. see this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's neat. Uh, yeah, it's neat. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to fly it. Of course I'm going to be scared to death to fly it. Cause I have a bunch of parts, but man, if I, if something goes wrong and it goes in, it's going to be just another long process putting it back together. But no, other than that, man, that's it. I, like I said, I, not, not, nothing exciting on my end. 
unfortunately. No, man, that's, uh, that sounds exciting. I can't wait to see it. Um, at the same time, I won't get too disappointed if you don't bring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have, I should have it done. Like I said, one's about, I mean, let's put it this way. Electronics are in it. It's still in a couple of different pieces because the way it goes together, but electronics are in it. And, uh, the, the heads built, you know, frames are built. So it's, it's close. I just, I think a couple of nights, like you said, some dedicated time of, all right, I'm doing this tonight. Uh, you know, I'm getting this thing done. I can probably have it. All right. Well, um, uh, I guess it, this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, um, just because, you know, it is the, the middle of winter, not a whole lot, not a whole lot's been going on, but, um, the main topic that we wanted to talk about today was, um, just kind of a, a summary or a wrap up of 2019. So, you know, just kind of the, the year in, uh, in memory, if you will. Uh, so Javier, why don't you go ahead and get us uh, kicked off? I know you had some notes on this. Yes, for sure. Okay. So, um, so what, what do you say? I'll basically go through the, let's call them bullet points. Then, um, you know, each one can run through the same or if they can think of anything else. So, um, let's, let's get started with the best moment in the hobby. Um, so the best moment in the hobby for 2019, uh, well, I guess that would, uh, that would probably have to be converting my, uh, 570, uh, from its regular yellow skin to the Drake. That, that, that machine is, uh, definitely my best looking machine. I really love that machine. Um, it not, not only does it fly amazing, but, um, you know, it, it looks really well. Every time that I take it to an event, everyone says, oh, that looks so nice. Um, it just pops out in, in the sky, you know, um, when, when, when the light is right, when there's, when, you know, when, when the sun starts shining, that thing just uh, pops. Um, and, and it's very, very, very easy to see. It's, uh, you know, it's almost hard to lose orientation on it, to be honest. It's um, it's really it's a really nice machine. I I really like it. I think that that's uh, you know the best moment of what uh, you know I, I could I could think of um, of you know overall in, in in you know building the hobby as as you you might say, and uh, of course the worst moment in the hobby is when I put it in. <laughs> so so that that was that was that was that was a bummer. Um, you know we all crashed, but that was. Uh, that was a really dumb crash. It's uh, it's been a while, you know, since um, since I've had a crash that I can say that was my fault, you know, and not because I'm good, you know, I'm far from it. It's just that I I'm very cautious when I fly, you know, and and usually if I'm trying something new, I have some sort of um, I would call it a bailout plan, you know. Um, I know the movements or where to return the heli to to a comfortable position. Uh, so that you know, I get out of uh, something that's starting to look bad when I'm trying a new maneuver. And you know, I try them high up so that I have a couple of mistakes or more to be able to recover. And at the last, the last resort, I still have rescue. So you know, it 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 has become um, a matter of I I crash uh, because something's not right or because I have a failure. But this one was completely my fault. Um, you know, I, um, uh, I, I was trying to, uh, I was trying to get it up, but I, I moved towards no scene to orientation, which although I am familiar with my brain just did a brain fart there. 
and I gave the wrong collective. So I just, you know, lawn darted it into the grass. So that was pretty bad. Uh, that's that's the, the worst moment in the hobby, I guess, for me for um, for this year. Now, those are, uh, you know, you might say, oh, the best moments are just, you know, machines. But um, I wanted to cut it out into, you know, the best fun fly memory. So this would be more related to other stuff. Like, uh, for example, for me, it was um, meeting a an awesome pilot that, you know, because of, uh, uh, of sponsorships, I, I cannot say who, but, you know, um, he's, he's an awesome, awesome, awesome guy um, that, that I met in a fun fly. Very, very good. He's a, he's, he's a sponsored pilot. He's a really good flyer. And um, I went in and, of course, with my SABs that he's not sponsored by. And, and I told him, hey, you know, I'm having these issues. Um, he was completely unfamiliar also with the flyerless system. But he just said, you know, let's, let's go. And, you know, uh, we went to the far end of the field. Um, he looked at my flying. I told him exactly what I thought the issue was. Uh, he gave me some ideas and he got me out of the square that I was into. And he got me thinking into different directions to try to solve the problem. And eventually I actually solved the problem thanks to, to his advice. So that was, that was amazing. Um, you know, uh, over and over again, I keep finding these people that are just uh, willing to help, you know, whichever way they can. And sometimes, you know, there's, uh, you know, contractual agreements that, that you get into when you, when you, uh, you, you get sponsored, but, uh, but they, you know, they still help. So that, that's amazing. Um, this, this guy was, uh, uh, you know, really dedicated a, a good while of his time, uh, you know, out flying on the fun flight to help me out and to watch me fly and to um, understand what was the issue and to give me some ideas. So that was awesome. Um, so that, that, that was a really good time for me on that, on that fun fly. Um, the worst fun fly memory. Um, I, really, I really can't think of one, to be honest. I think that all the fun, all the fun fly events that I that I attended were awesome. You know, always full of um, of great people. You know, well, th there is one, and I'm I'm not sure if I can classify this, or or it will sound weird if I say that it's the worst. But let me elaborate, and hopefully, hopefully, I can get my point across. And um, uh, Someone might think that my best fun fly memory should be Urcha because you know it's the first time that I attended Urcha. Uh, but actually, and, and and again, this is gonna sound weird, but bear with me. Um, I would classify it into the my worst fun fly memory, and I'll tell you why. Um, contrary to what you may think, or you may actually be right on right on, on the spot, you know, I'm very shy. Um, I'm I have a, I have sometimes a hard time, you know. Um, uh, communicating with people that I'm not very familiar with, uh, you know, uh, mostly at fun fly. So you'll see me getting into a fun fly and, uh, and crawling into a corner and flying and then eventually start, you know, talking to people. So, um, and then when I start talking to people, you know, I just start talking because there's something very familiar that we can talk about. Um, but um, that, you know, very quickly breaks the ice. But Something happened at Urcha, and I don't know exactly what 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 it was. Um, it was combined with uh, you know with my shy nature, um, to the sheer size of the event, the fact that um, I was flying on a box instead of any other fun flight that I usually fly very on a very open field, 
where you know I can fly away if I want and then return without an issue. Um, in here, you know the the, the freefall guys uh, watch me fly, and um, as Steve was was spotting for me, and he said, "Hey, look out on your left! Look out on your left!" Because this guy is crawling into your box. You know that that kind of thing got me like very, uh, I don't know, very anxious to to not be able to enjoy really you you know really what it was, which is you know the the, the mecca or the the best event of of the year um, on on you know RC helicopter flying. Um, so I don't know. I I really enjoyed a lot of things. Um, I completely enjoyed the the midnight uh, the king of the midnight sun. That was amazing, especially because I got to share it with my oldest son. He really liked it, and um, it it was a really nice experience. But uh, but I don't know. I I couldn't feel uh, right at home like any other fun flight that I go to. Um, where you know, even if I don't know someone, you know, you quickly get into it. This was just so full of people that you know, I I couldn't connect with as many people as I wanted, and I felt. Like I left Urcha without talking to as many people and as much as I would want to talk to people. So, um, so I hope that that you know that 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 accurately depicts why I'm saying that it's my worst. It's not my worst because it was bad per se, but you know it was uh, you know it was a very different experience from any other fun fly, I guess you could say. Um, next, uh, the family. Uh, what's the family? What's my current fleet? So my current fleet uh, consists of um, uh, a Blade Nano S2, which is a very small heli that is just sitting there. Um, I flew it and flew it and flew it, and I crashed it and crashed it and crashed it, and it kept on flying, and finally it doesn't fly. Um, and a Line 150X, which also I haven't been really motivated to, um, to fix it, um, I dumped it into the, into the tail, and I actually damaged the tail motor. So I, I haven't really felt like, uh, you know, like going... Uh, buying parts and especially when i crashed the other ones you know i had to focus on buying parts for the big ones um i also have a goblin 380 that's uh, again in parts as i said it's been cannibalized in favor of the new uh, body 420 i also have a 500 sport and the 570 drake so um any plans for future expansion of the of, of the fleet uh, i don't think so i don't think that i'll be getting a, a, a new model um, I think that I'm going to focus on trying to potentially swap flyverless uh, to dedicate more time into getting used to the models um, and into um, trying to close that gap that I mentioned, which uh, drives into my goals for 2020, which is basically I plan to try to reduce that gap. My, my plan is simple, to try to reduce the gap between my sim quote-unquote quote skills and uh, what I can do for real. So um, that uh, sounds much simpler than what it is. It, 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 you know, it encompasses a lot uh, because I have to make sure that my models are flying correctly uh, before I can achieve that. So that'll drive me to uh, you know, uh, spend more time into tuning, into understanding a little bit more of you know, trying to be a better, a better mechanic of my of my helis, trying to make sure that uh, you know they're mechanically as perfect as they could be, so that the flyverless doesn't have as many issues trying to correct or anything, and gives me hopefully a better experience and uh, and a more precise and locked in heli uh, that can allow me to ach to achieve that goal. So I don't have any specific maneuvers 
or any specific um, things that I that I want to learn or that I want to move into this year. I just want to close that gap, and I think that um, I've achieved a point in my sim flying that that's where I want to be right now, which is basically what I said. You know, funnels in in all, in all orientations and not yet getting into uh, pure maneuvers. Um, so just before getting into premium maneuvers, I guess is what I want is what I've gotten to on the sim and what I want to close the gap on my, on my real flying. So, um, I guess that's, that's it for me, uh, for, you know, um, a very quick summary of 2019 and what's next for 2020. So, uh, who wants to go next? I can, yeah, I can go next. Uh, thanks for that, man. Um, I think it's really cool, this, this whole idea of like a retrospective, because, you know, it really forces you to just think about how much progress you've made. Um, so it's been a busy year. I mean, it's been busier for all of us. And um, I, that kind of leads into my, um, I guess, my best moments, which I've got, I think I've got four that really stand out. And the first one is, you know, just from our first conversation on the phone, Javier, um, many months ago, uh, the commitment that um, I made to just just to progress within the hobby and make a concerted effort to do so, and I think that I've succeeded in that. And it's it's kind of neat to look back on you know the progression over the last uh, six or eight months. Um, so for me, for as far as like skill, uh, flying skill goes, um, I moved away this year for the first time, even though I've been flying for quite a while off and on. I've I've finally moved away from just simple flight into all orientation 3D. And um, the moment that just I was the most proud of is the fact that I can nail funnel eights now. And I've been trying to do that for years and uh, was always, I mean, I could kind of do it in the sim, but I was, I was really just too scared to do it in real life because I, I didn't have a ton of extra money to, to spend on rebuilding all of these helicopters. Um, but when I you know, was able to, uh, I think that happened in, uh, in November when I was able to just nail funnel eights and, in, in both orientation in both directions, uh, that made me really happy with the the progress that I'd made because I that's that'd been a milestone that I've been trying to reach for a while. And for <clears throat> for like the second moment, um, just you know, starting the podcast, meeting meeting you guys, um, still haven't met <laughs> you in real life, but you know, I feel like we've gotten to know each other really well and um, been introduced through our interviews and just through you know all the connections that you guys have to just a ton of really great people in the hobby. So. I wanted to say thanks, you know, to all you guys for for being that gateway into uh, into this really cool community, and I'm looking forward to actually, you know, turning that into real life connections when we start to meet up at the uh, at the fun flies this year, um, and taking that out of the you know, like the digital space and kind of moving it into uh, actually being able to put faces <laughs> with these with these disembodied voices that we've been talking I've been talking to for the last year. Um, let's see, I have. Uh, Regarding the fleet, um, I've built up a sizable fleet over the last couple of years. I've got nine uh, fully, as of this moment, nine fully functional helicopters, which is pretty cool. I finally uh, fixed all the ones that were on the bench, uh, with the exception of the Oxy-5. As soon as it gets its electronics in, every single one of my helicopters will be up and running. I've got um, a Nano S2, uh, just, like, just like you, Javier. I think I've crashed that thing like 300 times, and it still flies just fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've spent maybe 25 bucks on it in, in the last year, but uh, I've, I've thrown it into the, every single wall that I can find. Uh, so you got a, a Blade um, MCPX BL2, which has been a nice uh, step up from the Nano when I want to fly in the backyard. Uh, got the Gowie X3 working, two Oxy2s, two Oxy4s, um, my three quarters completed Oxy5, and then, the, and then the 570, which I actually haven't flown in a really, really long time. I mean, I haven't flown that guy in, in three to four months. 
uh, again, shame—it's just you. so pretty, and I can't, I can't, I can't bear to think, I can't bear to think of crashing it. Dude, dude, just step on the canopy or something. Get, get, get the pretty away from you. That's true. And so you can start flying. No, no. See, this is all I need to do is just buy another one. It's a simple. It's a simple solution, Frank. Just go buy an old, just go buy another another 570 that I don't care about and fly that one. No, buy a, buy a 700. Buy, buy a 700 Sport and then that'll be your priced heli and you, then you'll be able to just go and fly the 570. That's true. That's right. true. And then, then, I won't give, then I won't give a shit about the 570. Sorry, 570. I know she's looking at me from the shelf disapprovingly. Um, actually, you know what? This is a good time to, since I'm talking about all the helis that I have, I obviously need more of them. And um, I've been thinking about just due to the crash costs alone, I've been thinking about the XL Power Series. And I know, Scott, that you have, I could use some air quotes here, a couple XL Powers. So um, I, I'm curious about your thoughts on just, I don't, I don't know if we've ever actually in, uh, talked about this in depth, but uh, would you suggest that as a, a good first 700? Or, I mean, what do you, what do you think about them? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I can tell you, we've, you could do, like we were talking earlier, you can do whatever you, you fly, whatever you like. If you like the way it looks, if you like the way it, you know, handles it, it flies and the way it builds the, the machine itself is incredible. We haven't had any issues, um, that, you know, it, it, it's tough, it's simple and parts are cheap. You know, um, I, I, we've gotten guys, I mean, look at some of the professional guys. I know they can, uh, take anything and and make it look good but you know I, I look at this whenever you got guys that can fly anything in that they want that exist and they're flying those you know it's that's that i mean that, that's saying says something, something right there so that's, that's you know it cool. says something for the the machine itself um i, I that's my go-to man I, I go to that machine if if i can grab one to go to the field that's the one i, I grab every time and it's it's aesthetically it's never been particularly attractive to me, but the one part that is incredibly attractive is the amount of money that it costs to dive into the dirt. So um, my my plan for this year, uh, just thinking about you know what what goals I have moving forward are going to be to finally get into a fuel powered helicopter. So I, I think that I, I'm obviously going to do a 700, but I, I feel like I need to get a 700 first before I go into a gas or a nitro one. But I'm really thinking that you know I, I go for a, a cheap electric 700 and then I move into a uh, a gas, uh, a Goblin gasser. That's that's kind of my my plan. Yeah, that that would yes, yeah. That's that would be a good. Uh, um, I guess you could call it stepping stone. That would be a good way of doing it. Uh, you know, got to get comfortable with the bigger machine because to be honest with you, you want if you step into a nitro or a gas, uh, something like that. I mean, just that fact to a lot of people is very intimidating. Yeah, and I, I personally, I mean, I know it's kind of wimpy, but I still feel like the 570 is intimidating. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I haven't, in my mind, that's as big as it gets for me. So I, I will definitely need to overcome that with a with the 700 before I get into a fuel, because that's just one more thing to learn at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you're more than welcome, like you, we, if you come to the, the fly-in, uh, more than welcome to fly mine all you want. Well, I appreciate that, man, thanks. I mean... Good. I mean, Lord knows that there for a long time, everybody else had more flights on it than I did because <laughs> I'd go to an event and someone said, man, I, you know, they'd ask about it. I'm like, you want to fly it? Go. And I mean, it was just fly, charge, you know, charge packs, fly. It was nonstop. And 
and my thing is uh, you crash who cares that's what they make parts for well i'll bring a, i'll bring a few hundred dollar bills that i can leave as a deposit every time i take it up <laughs> <laughs> well i can tell you at, at urcha i had a guy that wanted to fly it yeah you know, actually urcha two years ago uh wanted to fly it and uh he when he came back he said Man, i like it we talked about it a little bit and he was thinking about buying a kit and he said let me ask you a question would you sell that one I'm like, man, I just got it flying like I like, you know. So, but he ended up buying he ended up buying a kit just because he said, you know what, I do need to know how it builds, you know, how to work on it, things like that. So, um, well, I know you've got so many of them. So, if you, if you accidentally find a spare 700 kit, like I don't know, under a couch cushion or something, uh, you just let me know. <laughs> I got I got a box with one in it that has some books. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I'm just I'm just joking. Man. No, I. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that, that's cool. I will definitely keep that one on my list. Um, again, it's just, if you look at the, the price breakdown between, I, I think that the, um, that, you know, that one of the recent podcast episodes where they did the 700 breakdown, um, it's just, it's, it's crazy cheap. It is, you know, it is for, for, especially for 700, you know, size stuff, it, you know, for the longest time, like when I was coming, you know, the, the 700, uh, it was just, it was insane. Some of the parts prices back, you know, years ago. I remember the first time I crashed my 700 competition and I crashed it, but had a nukes with it. And I replaced the, the boom and a grip arm and the grip. It, that shocked me a little bit back then, you know, now it's the parts has gotten a lot, a lot lower. Um, but, you know, to that point, you're saying, you know, yeah, the crash parts are cheap and stuff like that. But, have, Scott, I ask you this. You know, I know that you're involved with a company and you're the distributor for them. So, you you have a horse in the race. I don't really have one on this one. So, um, what about maintenance parts? Like, have, you, have you seen that it, that it burns through parts? Like, um, that's like some other helicopters do. Like, I won't say one, like, for example, I know it's a tail belt, but I know there's another helicopter that's not a tail belt. That you go you're putting you going through gears every 40 or 50 flights yeah or the the tail gears for instance do they explode randomly <laughs> you know no you're, you're not gonna no i have not seen that i mean i've been i've been dealing with this machine since i mean I, i've still got the very first one that hit the u.s and to this day it's let's see it's cry i've only crashed it once and it was very minor um you know just dented the boom so i changed the boom but to this day it's still using the same tail belt that's that that's impressive that's impressive yeah how, um, how does the um <clears throat> how much like regular tuning does it need uh do the to does it, everything stay in tolerance yes okay you know you don't touch it i mean you really don't have to touch it uh unless you know of course unless you crash it or or something like that um no you it you don't have any i haven't seen any major common things that people you know, are constantly getting it or having to replace and things like that. Uh, you know, your, your normal stuff, your, your links, they, they sometimes they'll get kind of wore out if you fly it hard. Um, other than that, no, I don't, we don't have any issues, you know, on any helicopter, you're going to have some maintenance parts that you have to, you know, check, make sure your bearings and things like that. But there's nothing that we see a lot of that. Oh, this needs to be replaced. It's wore out. Cool. And uh, what about, how about maintenance, uh, Scott? I mean, um, because some, some helis are designed to 
you know, uh, you you crash, and then it's kind of modular, you know, like like of course goblins that you know um, it's very easy to, you know, you if if you crash them, um, it's basically very easy to just tear them apart and um, and remove a component. You don't have to like disassemble half the Halley if you just uh, damage like the head or if you just need like a belt replacement. I mean, it's it's very easy to just get out a few screws and a few parts and pop it it comes out and then just put it back together so how how is the excel power you know in that regard in the mainframe i mean of course you got uh two upper frames two lower frames uh you can replace those uh, i mean it's it's no time and you don't have to take the whole thing like if you you know say you break one of the lower frames on one side tilt it over on its side pull that frame bolt the new one in place you know, you don't have to, if you need to, you know, a, a boom or a belt, you, you don't have to take everything out. You loosen it all up, pull it out, you know, pull your main shaft out, you know, pull your main gear. Um, I mean, you can put it this way. Well, let's see, last, uh, last year at Cajun, one of the guys, uh, he planted one pretty hard. And I think it cost him about 40 bucks, you know, of course, minus blades about 40 bucks and he was back in the air with that machine within the hour. I mean, it really is. It's it, once you, once you know the machine, it's simple. If you look at it, it's very simple. There's nothing to it. No, I'm, I'm excited to, to get one in my hands and, and see what it can do. Um, who knows? It might be yours. So. <laughs> ah, you're Scott, Scott, you got back into the podcast. Now you're, now you're making evil things. You're swaying <laughs> my good friend, uh Paul <laughs> away from a 700 he was we were fighting over a 700t that was on sale on goblin helicopter site now you're swaying him towards towards expector i mean come on come on man what's what's up with that and i'm over here trying to get them both into cracking so i'm like all right you guys get no no see see the, the real uh, thing about this was the um the fact that there is going to be a goblin gasser so you know <laughs> don't worry all roads lead to goblins okay my my take on this whole thing <laughs> And I mean, I know I, I sell them, whatever, as long as you're flying, I don't care what it is you're flying as long as you go fly and it doesn't matter what brand, what model, nothing. If you need help, I'm going to help you, you know? So that's what I try and tell a lot of guys is it, yeah, just because I don't sell that particular model doesn't mean I'm not going to help you or I'm not going to chip in or whatever I need to do. Uh, just let's go fly. That's my main thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, kicking, kicking Scott while he's down. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all right. That's all right. All right. Well, before we transition over to an entire segment of Scott's retrospective, where we can all kick him repeatedly, um, <laughs> my, my last moment here, best moment was, um, I think, doing a large part to the conversation that we had with Eric a, few, um, a month ago or so. And so, Eric, if you're listening, uh, really appreciate your conversation that we had. Um, and so for the last couple months, I've been making more of an effort to, uh, to kind of introduce uh, the younger members of my family into the hobby. And I've been having some pretty good success. So, um, I think that that's probably one of my favorite things that's happened this year is that, you know, my daughter and my nephew are, are now, uh, very interested in, uh, in learning more about the hobby and, and getting into it. So I think that that's going to pay dividends down the line. So that's my, those are my top four. And with that, uh, Scott, why don't you take it away? Oh, man, yep. like I'm taking a test I hadn't studied for. <laughs> I really, I mean, you know. Remember, there's no wrong answers. No, the, the kind of it, it, I, I enjoy going to 
seeing people succeed at it. You know, um, you know, I, I, I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of phone calls, you know, because of the, I guess where, what I do, uh, people just kind of not knowing where to turn, you know? So, I mean, I've, I've FaceTime with people and, and trying to, you know, help them get going and, I enjoy that part of it and I don't have any one spot that says, yeah, that's, that's my favorite part. You know, I, I enjoy it all, man. I really do. I, I enjoy going and the camaraderie, the, the friend, the, the friends that I've made. I mean, some of the best friends I've had have been in this hobby. I really don't have one, one, one or two or three or whatever, you know, points that really say this, that stand out to me, you know, but I do enjoy seeing somebody, you know, after a couple months of back and forth with them and helping them out and doing this. And then they send me video of them flying it. You know, I did that a while back with a guy on a, uh, on a line heli. He just, he, he couldn't figure some things out and we FaceTime, I don't know how many times and how long. And then about a month ago, I get an email and it has, he sent me a video of, he says, finally, right. You know, he finally got it going. So that's what I enjoy. That is an awesome feeling, man. And it's funny because you, you, you get those once in a while and it really puts things in perspective to it, you know? Like I had a, I had a, not, not to take away from you or anything, man, because, you know, that's not my intent, but I had a guy this week send me a message because they were, you know how sometimes you're, you're swash, you got a different horn for your servos. And he's like, man, I was really hoping to try to fly this weekend and, I got to order these, and he's flying for MKS. I don't know which series it is that has those really big um, shafts on them. So you can't just put a regular servo horn on. So you have to order them and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, it's like, have you tried reducing the swash plate on the VVAR software? He's like, well, how do you do that? And within like 10 minutes, he was, he was like ready to go to go fly. And that was just, it was a really good, awesome, it was an awesome feeling. So yeah, I feel you when it comes to that stuff, man. Be yeah, able. it's a great thing. Yeah. But it's uh, I'm I'm ready to get going, get helping helping some uh, you know helping Paul make the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I mean, that was good. Yeah. Wow, uh, very nice. <laughs> look, I'm, I mean that's that's the whole thing is you know there's 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 my way and the wrong way. That's all there is to it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was. That was a good pitch. That caught me off guard there. I'm like, wait a second here. What's going on? Yeah, I'm like, maybe I need one of these. <laughs> I'll pretend I didn't hear you say that, Frank. Uh, why don't you go ahead and <laughs> why don't you go ahead and summarize 2019 for us? Okay, so all right, so let's start. With, let me look at this. Sorry, guys, I'm I'm between windows. All right, so best moment in the hobby this year so far. Uh, just another great. There's been so many. It's hard to pick one. You know, there was my event. That was I had a lot of fun there. Um, going to the Virginia Fun Fly. You know, you can't really, you can never knock that event. That event is awesome. Us starting the podcast was really, really cool because I did enjoy it a lot. Uh, I was kind of happy that um, I was kind of sad when we, when uh, full pitch ended in the way that it ended. And so having an opportunity to go do this again was really, was really interesting to me, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, we're still in the hobbies. It's weird to talk about it because, you know, there's you kind of, you really know really worst moments in the hobby. I would say probably um, just drama on the hangout. There's just sometimes are, you know, I didn't start some of it, so I can't really blame it on people. But yeah, when that thing is going in bad, it kind of puts me in a bad mood. But 
for most of the part this year, it's been really good. Um, uh, what else? What else? Uh, best fl fun fly memory. <sighs> so probably the best fun fly memory was in bunking with Ryan Zano in Virginia and giving him shit the entire weekend about him choosing not to fly. Uh, but that, that's probably my, my, my most fun memory of the event. That or, you know what, my event, hanging out with the guys after, uh, after dinner. That was pretty awesome. Just, just the amount of shit talking we were doing and just the amount of fun we had. It was, it was pretty awesome. Those two have to be my two best. Um, worst fun fly memory. So Virginia has this thing about killing my nitros. The first year I went there, it kind of put a dent on my N7. You know, it just things just were, were, were failing left and right, you know. And then uh, this year, I'm having uh, fly barless issues and not be able to fly my nitro there, but I still had my cracking. So I, I guess stopped taking nitros up to Virginia and just take my electrics and be happy with that. Uh, my current fleet is um, a Goblin 700 competition, a Goblin Black Thunder 700, uh, the Kraken, uh, and two Black Nitro 700s, and my Goblin uh, 570. Um, my goals for 2020. Um, do more things. I'll start with that one. I want to do more things in the hobby. You know, um, I want to do more tech videos. Uh, I used to, I call them non-pro tips on the hangout. I want to try to do one weekly. I got, I do this thing at work, which is like um, revenue tip of the week. And I try to send out a tip every week on things that I'm seeing that's happening with projects and that should be done better. So I want to start doing that with, with helis. I want to get to more events. Uh, I've been getting the bug to try to compete, so do an F3N uh, or more F3N than F3C, uh, but I'm not sure about that, man. It's just there's a lot of commitment to do that, and when I go out there, I don't want to make it seem like it's sure. I want to just have fun, but I also like the idea of competing. Um, attend more fun flies. I think this year I got I got three out of states that I'm that I'm that I'm planning. Uh, Cajun, uh, Urcha, and Spring uh, Spring Fling in Virginia. So I got to figure out. I think one of those is going to have to drop. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. And uh, improve on my backwards inverted flying. I got to improve that orientation. It's, it's like it's like flying a plane. I can only do it one way. If I do it the other way, it's not good. Uh, so last year I had four crashes. Uh, I want to say two that were mechanical and two that were thumb thumbs. So hopefully this year I'll have less than that. All righty. Uh, well, um, I wanted to 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 circle back uh, because uh, you know when uh, when Paul was talking about uh, you know family and getting them to the hobby got me thinking and I think I missed one uh, so if you will allow me on uh, on uh, one more that I that I that I would like to comment um, there there was a moment um, on Father's Day um, this year that um, 
my my family was there with me and they supported me and it's you know usually i take one or two of the kids you know to to fly um or sometimes i take the whole family to a fun fly and they just you know they take board games and they stay into a into a little tent uh, while i do the flying and sometimes someone helps me you know video uh uh, shoot a video of some of, of some flight or something but they're they're they overall you know it's kind of like my hobby you know and uh and only mine right uh, because no one kind of understands my groove uh but um that changed on 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 father's day uh you know when they went and uh, they supported me like they haven't before um it felt pretty good you know that they that they said hey man you 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 really you really are are progressing i mean it really shows that that your 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 flying is getting better and uh, it, you know it kind of like all the pain and uh, all the you know all all the time and all the money invested into it they kind of finally saw that it was you know going somewhere and uh, they saw that and and they liked it and they supported me and they cheered me on and that was a very a very good special moment for me i think that that was uh, very good highlight of this uh, of this last year that uh, you know I focused on other things when I was uh, grinding these uh, these points, but I think that that uh, you know what what you Paul said brought that memory back to me that I should have not left out. So there you go. Cool. All right. Well, that's um, <clears throat> it's been a very eventful 2019 for everybody, and uh, definitely looking forward to making 2020 uh, just as if not more exciting. Uh, okay, so let's see. Um, Javier, next section is refresh my memory. Collective planet, <laughs> my favorite planet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everyone's favorite All right. planet. All right, what you got for collective planet? Uh, well, we've got the uh, well. I don't think that we, we we've talked a little bit about events. Um, I don't know if does some does someone else want to talk about any events that they went to or that are that are you know forthcoming in the short term. No, I think we got that one pretty much sorted out. Uh, Cajun is on all of our lists. Are you sure you can't make it down, Javier? No, I I can't. The only one, that, the only big one that I plan to go this year, Sercha. Okay. Yeah, it would be a blast, but yeah. Yeah, I think that takes care of. I think that takes care of that one though. Um, but uh, what else you got? Uh, podcasts. Well, um, uh, shout out to our podcast brothers, uh, Freefall RC. Uh, the latest episode was uh, Blackout Mods and their 2019 recap. Um, that that episode was four freaking hours long. <laughs> that was that was impressive. Um, although I have to say, and I sent them an email that I think that they cheated, because um, the last like I don't know ten minutes or so are um, a song, a full a full length song, and um, and some blank space just to make it exactly four minutes long. Um, but it still it, it still nevertheless was pretty impressive. To have you know a, a three-hour you know and and forty-five or whatever minutes uh, long that was pretty impressive. It was it took me a couple of no more than a couple of days to listen to it. So um, but but it was amazing. You know it was a really good episode. Um, they couldn't have closed out the year with with a better episode. Um, that interview if you have if you have not listened to it you owe it to yourself to listen to that. It's it's really good. I I think it's a very good episode. Um, the Heliheads show, uh, they had a 2019 recap also, and they had Shaggy uh, from the Telerotor podcast as a guest host. So as you can imagine, that was, uh, you know, the Heliheads is known for being, uh, uh, you know, a, a, ver a very 
how can I say, a very enjoyable show in, in the comedic aspect, you might say. Um, it's really good. They have, those guys have a really good chemistry and they crack a lot of jokes. You know, have, having Shaggy in there, it just uh, bumped it up a notch. So it was really good listen. Continuing on, the BK podcast, of, also they had their year in review episode. Uh, Tell Rotor, they also had their holiday special episode. So um, make sure that you listen to those um, if anyone hasn't l listened to it yet. Now, um, there is, uh, I was going to go into it on the news, but, you know, since we're talking about podcasts, there's actually a new podcast that just came out. Uh, it's called Inverted Down Under, and it's uh, from our guys down in Australia. So, um, so I, I'm, I'm probably three quarters into the first episode. Um, it's good. You know, it, I like it. It's, of course, uh, for me, because, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm not a native, uh, although, you know, I'm fluid in, in, in English. I'm, 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 you know, it's not my native tongue. So when someone speaks with a lot of accent like these guys, it's harder for me to listen to it. But, uh, you know, I think that it's really good. You know, I, I really enjoy, you know, listening to more, uh, to more content, especially, you know, learning about these guys that are, you know, halfway around the world with, a, with exactly our same passion. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So if you haven't listened to them, give them a listen. You know, now that you mentioned that, um, I don't know of any other heli podcasts that are not US-based. Yep, yep. Probably, in, yep, yep. Because that's really neat. I'd like so to, I'll definitely check that one out. Be good to get a, um, you know, the perspective of what it's like. Because, uh, you know, the markets, the markets are different. Um, the brands are maybe different. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yes, that'd be interesting. Yes, it's pretty good. You know, when they talking about, you know, we talk about the FAA and stuff, and they, they talk about something called IFF. So it's good, you know, to, to listen to something different, you know, how people are enjoying the hobby um, on a different part of the world. Um, so now, um, so that'll, that'll uh, lead into the news. Um, the, these probably are a little bit of old news, but uh, let's talk about them anyways. Um, <clears throat> the Forces 700 um, is resurrected now. Uh, as you guys know, the, uh, all, all that product line died and then someone else purchased it. And now the 700 is back up on the market. Um, and it costs uh, $1,120 without blades. Which uh, that is a very very yeah. expensive. Ooh. So that's that, that that's that. Does it still look like the old the old Forza? Yeah, it's uh, it's the the just basically a rehash of the old Forza. It's not like uh, like Excel Power that you know started getting when they got the MSH brown. They did like small tweaks to them. Um, yeah. No, these guys just basically released whatever was there. So. Well, that's cool, man. I, I know a lot of people had that helicopter. I don't think it was very famous here in the United States. Um, but cool, good for them. Yep, yep, yep. Um, next one, we have um, a CNC V-Control touch case from a company called 3DME. Um, that uh, I think that thing is like $600, something like that. Um, you know, that's as much as a, a, you know, a mid-range transmitter. So I don't know, uh, it looks cool, uh, but uh, yeah, I, that, I mean, on top of uh, you know what is it, twelve hundred dollar radio to add that more thirteen fifty. Thirteen fifty. Well, yeah. twelve hundred. if you get the black ones. Yeah, but, that's, um, yeah, that, that, that's that's Charles' company. Uh, actually, I, I'm impressed with him on Facebook. He's a very good dude. He's um, he does that. He does CNC, and he's the one. He's the first guy who came up with a case for the for the Neo that actually went around the entire plastic case on it. Um, Good company, man. They, I seen uh, he did one as well for the regular V control before. 
and um, I'm I'm glad he, he he did the V touch as well. Pretty cool. He's a good dude. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, if if you can if you can afford it, I mean, for sure. I've seen the pictures. It looks really really nice, and I think that that he smoothed out a lot of the um, a lot of the edges, so it looks very round and nice. So because he actually you know changed a little bit of the design, so it looks looks pretty cool. Um, so check it out, um, uh, you know, on, on Facebook, right, Frank? Um, yeah, he did work. I, I have, actually, I still have my original aluminum V-Control. And, um, yeah, it's a little heavier than, it's a little heavier than the plastic one, but it, it feels really good in your hands. So if anybody's has a concern about, you know, the plastic leaf feeling or something like that, it would be a noticeable upgrade that you know you'll keep around forever like i won't i won't sell my original v controller just because i use it for sitting for most of the time but it just it's nice to look yeah. at nice nice cool okay uh next item um i'm gonna mention it but uh you know if we go into depth we'll probably end up blowing up a whole new episode um so i'll just uh i'll just uh talk uh, briefly about it which is the new faa remote id proposal that has been coming out. And the only comment that I have on these, you know, again, as I said, we could go on ranting about this for probably a full length episode. But, um, but I think that uh, all, I, all, all I would like to say about this is that there's a form to be able to submit a, what they call a formal comment. So basically how it works is that they released the, um, the proposal for this new remote ID uh, framework or, law or whatever you, you can name it. Um, and there's a period where they receive uh, comments from people and those comments are, you know, what they call formal comments. They're supposed to all be taken into consideration in the drafting of the final bill. Um, so uh, it's very important to, you know, actually submit a comment. Um, go, just go to the AMA site. You know, there's, there, there's a banner right at the top that takes you to the to the place where they have a template. You can use that template if you want to go to the site and to just copy paste, or you can put whatever comes out from your heart and uh, put it in there. Uh, just as a comment, it does allow you to uh, to put a comment anonymously, but and I, and I did that. But I think that it's a good idea that I'm gonna submit another one, you know, with 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 the name because if not, just it just might seem like you know it's a bot that uh, that that's trying to do that, or a guy that's just doing it over and over again. So they might as well be discarded uh, through the process. So I think that it's important that you know you don't have to put everything is optional except the comment. So you don't have to put any other information if you don't want to. But I think that the name at least would would make it you know a valid comment, so to speak. Even though they're supposed by procedure or by law or whatever to you know. Uh, take into account every single comment. That's why they're called formal. But um, you know, regardless, it's uh, it's important to just uh, voice out uh, any concerns if you have them, or at least you know just uh, raise your hand, basically, uh, on this whole thing. And uh, to me, that's all I would like to comment on that. Against uh, you know, again, uh, risking going too deep into that. But um, do you guys have any comments? Oh, as far as the FAA, so yeah, I've been following that pretty closely um it's funny because it technically if following if you listen to the ama it doesn't it doesn't affect me any because i fly at a club and every time i, I don't fly anywhere that's not 
sanction. You know, it doesn't have, it doesn't, uh, my AMA doesn't protect me or in it, you know? And I know that you can say that you, as long as you have it, you can fly somewhere and sometimes it protects you, sometimes it doesn't. I'm not, I don't know that entirely thing. But um, what, I, what I've noticed is a lot of the guys that are upset about it are like the FPV guys. And man, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to beat a dead horse here, but I'm like, man, a lot of these things were caused because of um, things you guys did. So, you know, it doesn't affect me much. As long as I can still keep flying, if it requires a transmitter, you know, um, how much can it be and how, how big does it have to be? Like, I don't think it's going to have change the way I fly or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, Frank, uh, the, uh, there's, there's like an executive summary on, on the webpage there. And uh, one of the points that why I think personally that we should submit, we should also submit a comment is because one of the portions of the bill um, talks about sanctioning a whole area. So like, for example, if you have like an AMA site, um, instead of, of, of needing a remote ID pair model, you can submit a remote ID uh, like carte blanche for the entire site so that all, all models flying within that geographical area are satisfying the remote ID requirement, even though they don't have a pair model unit. So, uh, so I think that that alone, uh, just to just to make sure that that stays on the final draft of, of the bill, that alone is worth sending a copy. That makes that, that makes that, that makes a lot of sense. So I agree. Kind of, I kind of agree with you on that one. I'm not, you know, if it's if you're allowed to just have this, so that it would be even less things that I have to worry about. Uh, correct. Correct. Yeah. It just basically you know makes our you know the only ones that would have to be concerned that we could just help. Uh, you know, uh, we could all gang up and, you know, help if there, there's something, there's some paperwork that needs to be done would be the club itself, you know, that they have to do something to go through these red tape. But, you know, we can all pitch in and do whatever needs to be done for that regard. Uh, you know, that's not, that's not a big issue. I think that it's in, in everyone's benefit. I think that that alone just uh, puts a little bit more burden on the on paperwork for the, for the club. But, uh, but I think that, it, you know, it's very well worth it. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, thanks for bringing, bringing awareness to this and keeping you guys keeping up on that, because, you know, most of the, the legislation that I've seen come through, I mean, almost to a T doesn't really affect the way that I currently fly, but that could easily change. <laughs> and the legislation seems to be getting, you know, ever so more restrictive with each pass. And the fact that we uh, need, we, I mean, we do need to remain vigilant until, you know, if, if we kind of close our eyes to stuff that's being passed we might wake up one day and not be able to fly anything so yes making everyone the powers that be you know aware of our existence is uh, is always a good thing and i'll definitely throw a comment in there as well so thanks for that reminder uh javier um but i think that'll actually do it for this evening um a bit shorter of an episode than um than previous ones but uh the next one is, is uh, as javier mentioned we'll be back with a uh, with a two-parter uh, revolving around the art of simming and that'll be it from us happy 2020 everybody